Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites, and Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites. And Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. And Fanny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, excuse me. She's pro wrestling's queen of mean, but behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences from no holds barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A-list superstars. The real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! Welcome, everyone, to the Excuse Me podcast. I am Vicki Guerrero, and on behalf of my co-host, Jerry Strauss, we hope that everyone had a blessed and safe Thanksgiving holiday. I know I did. I ate my portions very well, and for three days, probably, in fact. But um, we're back to business again, and we are excited about this week's uh, guest. Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites. And Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. She is uh, revolutionizing the women's movement and being an elite referee for all elite wrestling. Um, This week, our guest is Ref Aubrey from AEW. She is just on fire. I mean, I watch her every Wednesday on TNT and she impresses me. She's so confident. She's... uh, empowering and I just uh I am just involved with how she conducts herself and just so professional and um I I am just I have nothing else to say except that I am rooting for her and I'm her biggest cheerleader so let's take a listen of how this incredible woman shares her story about learning how to ref and um let's take a listen Hey everyone, today on the Excuse Me podcast, I am so honored to have this wonderful lady who is the leading ref at AEW. Her name is Aubrey. Aubrey, welcome to the Excuse Me podcast today. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh, I am just, uh, I am so um, thrilled because I am such a fan of yours and your work. How are you doing today? What? (laughs) that's so ridiculous to hear like you say that you're a fan of my work because I'm a huge fan of your work 
<laughs> so it's like, oh my God, this is so weird. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate it. Um, I wanted to let's first start off with um, letting the fans know you are with AEW right now. And, you know, I just saw the pay-per-view, you know, full gear and you have quite the job on TV, I must say. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Explain, explain tonight, like how, how was it for you this uh, past weekend? Uh, Full Gear was probably the most nervous I'd been since uh, our last pay-per-view All Out. Um, well, like not only it being uh, the the world title match, which you know carries its own set of nerves, but the fact that it was Chris Jericho versus Cody Rhodes, two guys that I've been watching on TV for everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I know we were having some technical issues earlier, so I just don't want to get disconnected again. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was watching, you know, Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes the entire time I've been a wrestling fan. So to kind of be in the ring with both of them in this super important match, <laughs> like I think at that point, it's probably the most important match in the history of AEW and one of the most important matches this year. So yeah, I was I was a little worried uh, and nervous. Uh, it's a bit of an understatement, but uh, everything went well uh, outside of you know Cody busting his face open. But yeah. yeah, it was it was it's very nerve wracking. Like I still get very nervous before every match. Oh my gosh! You know, um, just to where did you now? Where did you start your training at when you first decided that you wanted to be a ref? And what made you become a ref, especially for the women you know out there that you're representing? Yeah, so I uh, I actually haven't been doing this for very long. I, I've only been refing for about two and a half years. Um, so this whole thing's happened very fast. <laughs> well, you know, by, um, by watching you, Aubrey, you seem so natural and just so comfortable in the ring that I I, I study, you know, I, I watch people, you know, and I, I study their, their body language and their face, and you have so much confidence and and just your bravery because you have a lot of responsibility on your part as a ref yes and i think a part of that even though i haven't been refing for very long i've been in theater almost my entire life um before i was refing uh i've, I've actually been studying classical ballet my whole life it was 20 21 22 years or so um so a lot of that uh kind of performance aspect comes from that um just the poise the uh, positioning, the playing a character on stage in front of a lot of people. Uh, it's a little more rehearsed in ballet, so, you know, refing adds a little little twist to it all. But, um, but yeah, so I've, I've been doing, uh, performing in some, some form or another uh, my whole life. And essentially, when I got into uh, refing, like, I had been dancing for a very long time, and uh, dance is hard on your body. Uh, my hips and my feet are probably, you know, screwed up for forever. They'll never be the same again. Uh, but a couple of years back, I was looking at retiring for a number of reasons, and I got really depressed because I didn't realize how important performing was to my mental health and my uh, emotional outlet. Like having something that I could work towards, and having something like uh, practice, rehearsal, all these uh, individual goals and milestones that I wanted to hit not having that anymore was uh, very difficult for me. So it was right around the same time I was looking into getting into something new. And uh, I'm up in Seattle 
and one of the local independent promotions uh, called 321 Battle, it's my home promotion, the senior referee came to me and said, we're auditioning new refs and we think you'd be a good fit. And I didn't believe him because I'm like, I don't understand why you would think that, uh, but whatever. Uh, so he told me to try it out and I did and I was terrible. Like, <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> There's just so much that you miss. Like when you're watching wrestling, you get facial reactions, you get uh, a lot of the performance aspect comes through, but when you're roughing, you're standing behind them. So you miss all of that. So everything that I had taken for granted in wrestling was suddenly gone. And I'm just trying to stay out of the way and not get trampled. And uh, so my, my tryout was pretty terrible. Uh, I think I cried after. I was just so upset with it. Uh, but they encouraged me to stick with it and said, we think you should train. And uh, about two months after I started training, I did my first show. And then two and a half years later, I'm here. Oh my gosh. You know, and um, it, so you never had any inkling of wrestling when you were growing up. It was all ballet. I mean, that's, that's such a Correct. career change. <laughs> well, I actually didn't start watching wrestling until about 2011. Uh, I never watched wrestling as a kid. So that's sort of like a little different than the norm. Cause I know a lot of people watch wrestling as a kid. They grew up with it. Maybe they fell out of it and then got back into it as an adult, but I never ever watched it as a kid. So uh, I, I actually started watching right around the, the CM Punk era and then got really uh, hooked to like Daniel Bryan, especially he's from Seattle and seeing his story. Uh, and then I'm, I'm, I have the kind of personality that I just dive 100% into everything. So as I'm learning who these guys are on TV, I'm researching them. I learned about independent wrestling. Then all of a sudden I'm going down all kinds of deep rabbit holes. So while I've only been a fan of wrestling for like eight years, uh, I've done quite a bit of research and I watch a whole lot of wrestling. <laughs> That's incredible. You know, just like for me, when I was growing up, I was a cheerleader, a dancer. Um, I did a little bit of theater in high school, but I didn't know anything about wrestling until I, I started dating Eddie, you know, and I was like, you know, right. all I thought about in wrestling was the cute guys, you know, with the small trunks. And I thought it was a great sport. <laughs> And, you know, so getting to, you know, when I was dating Eddie and, you know, getting more involved with the family and the family business, you start, you know, learning so much. And then you have this respect, you know, for this business that absolutely it's, it's such a family, you know, because you, you, it is your family because you're there with them more than you are at home, you know, with your own family. But um, your story is just impressing me more and more, you know, and you do talk about three, two, one battle, you know, I was going to ask you about that. So it is in Seattle. So how do you fit that? Because I see on your Instagram that, you know, you, you, you'll take a quick trip to go do three, two, one battle. How's that working out with the AEW schedule? Uh, AEW is actually, it's as far as like big wrestling companies, our schedule is pretty light. Um, I actually still live in Seattle. Uh, I think most of the people in AEW still live in their, you know, where they were at before we got signed. Um, so I'm actually only on the road like three days a week outside of pay-per-view weeks. I fly out on Tuesday, we've got dynamite on Wednesday. Tonight we're in Nashville and then I'll fly back tomorrow morning. So it's actually pretty great because my weekends went from two days to four days. So I'm not really complaining. Um, but then, uh, like AEW is really great about like being supportive of all of their roster. And I know that one of the things that was really important to me when I signed with AEW was, uh, I wanted to be able to give back to the people that had helped me get to where I'm at. 
And like, I'm, I'm training the next generation of referees. I do a lot of work behind the scenes uh, at home. Uh, I help run the volunteering team. I update the website. So like, I'm still super involved in a lot of capacity. So that's sort of my one place where, you know, we talk about family, like that was my original wrestling family. And I really didn't want to lose that. And when I told AEW that when I was negotiating contracts, they fully understand there was no question. They're like, oh yeah, no, sure. You can still work there. So obviously AEW is the priority. Like if there's a date that conflicts, they, they, they kind of get the number one slot, but uh, being able to still work at home with all of my friends is just fantastic. That's awesome. You know, and that's something I wanted to just, you know, emphasize with AEW how great they are because when I was at WWE, you know, we were on the, we were on the road like five to six days a week. You know, and I maybe yeah, I can't imagine home. that. <laughs> yeah, you know, to get home like a day or two, you know, you have a day of unpacking, the next day you're packing, and it was so hard. And and I understood why all the guys were getting hurt and not being rested. And I think it's so refreshing how AEW is really, you know, caring about the guys and the rest and spending time with the family. And I think this is so great how Cody and Brandy, you know, came from WWE and wanted to make this company value the superstars. And it's so refreshing to see that there's a company that's looking at that and cares about, you know, all of you guys. And it's, um, it's, it's so, it's just, uh, it's a new, brand new day, you know, because these guys get to have some good personal downtime. I think that's so important, especially how hard you guys, you know, do these TV shows on TNT and the pay-per-views. You guys go, I mean, y'all are all out. I'm not trying to be funny, but you guys give 150% <laughs> on these shows, and I'm such a big fan. I mean, the big thing is, like, you know, we talk about, you know, AEW taking care of its people, and I think part of that is, you know, we talk about it, but you can also kind of see that on the television product. Like, everyone just loves working with each other. We're all just so happy, you know, we're, we're well-rested. But, you know, when we get to work, like, we're having just so much fun and I feel like, because I watch it back uh, after, and I feel like a lot of that excitement and love for what we're doing really just comes through in the product. So you talk about going 150%, like, I think it's actually 100. We're just really loving what we do. Oh, man. I'm, you know, my husband's not too keen on the, you know, the wrestling. He's still learning about it. And we've only been married for four years. But he's like, hey, babe, let's get ready to start, you know, let's get our popcorn, let's get ready. I mean, he is such a fan. Like, it's, I'm like, yes, this is what it's about is entertaining the fans and having fun with the show. And I just commend y'all for such the great production y'all are putting on. Um, Something that I wanted to uh, just, you know, let the fans know that I was reading through some of the the articles, Um, Brandy Rose had commented at the New York Comic Con, and she wrote this about you. Uh, I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit. Um, She says, I feel great with Aubrey because she helps with everything. She knows the story. She is so into the match. She's a saint. I mean, what a compliment, Aubrey. I mean, that says so much about your work. How do you, I mean, explain a little bit how, how that is because you do have, I mean, you have the whole responsibility of that match. Right. I feel like this is still kind of a dream and I haven't woken up yet. Like to hear <laughs> stuff like that from people is just insane, right? Like after All Out, Chris Jericho said on a podcast that like he personally requested me for his match. And I'm like, this is insane. This is Chris Jericho. He's one of the greatest ever. Like I, I'm, I'm just kind of like sitting there like, okay, I don't know who I paid off, but I guess this works out. But um, Chris is great. I, uh, 
<laughs> Chris is awesome. Um, I feel like one of the things that really matters and part of why I was so drawn to refing is uh, also in addition to ballet, um, my prior career to joining wrestling full time was uh, I was a project manager in the video game industry. Uh, I've done a lot of random stuff. <laughs> so I worked in video games for about 10 years. <laughs> totally random. Yeah, um, I actually have a computer science degree uh, from a school up in uh, Redmond, Washington. I originally started as a programmer, but I was really drawn to the project management aspect because I got so much more personal satisfaction out of helping other people be successful. So that sort of philosophy and, you know, just what I kind of feel in my heart is exactly how I approach my refing. Like, it's not just one match. It's how the match fits with the whole show. It's the entire product. It's not just you know, how are my wrestlers doing it? How are the cameramen doing? How are the, the production crew in the back? How are the social media guys doing? Like, if there's anything that I can do to help to make sure all of our jobs are a little easier, like, I'm going to jump at it. That's awesome. So tell me, Aubrey, how did it feel about yelling at Chris Jericho in the face? Which I, I was loving that moment. How did that feel to you? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it was extremely empowering. Like, uh, it's not lost on me that this is a very, like, male-dominated industry. So uh -huh. to have uh, a woman and be, like, the one woman on the ref team yelling at this guy who's, you know, he, he can't fight back because if he does, I'll just DQ him and he'll lose, and he knows that. Uh, you go, girl. So, so it's one, it feels very powerful. <laughs> I, think, I think in the moment it felt great, but even after it felt even better because I had so many messages from uh, parents after and I, I still do like I get them weekly but there's so many parents who are trying to get their kids into wrestling and especially parents of daughters will message me and just thank me and say you know I really appreciate having a strong authoritative woman on television that my daughter gets to watch and you know we we've mentioned it in media a lot but like representation matters so to be a part of presenting women in a different form at AEW and for them to trust me in that role has just been fantastic yeah, you know, especially with the women's division everywhere that's, you know, getting so popular and they're giving the women the opportunity to, you know, have these main event matches and for you as a, you know, a female ref, you know, to have these also these main event matches is incredible and it's about damn time that, you know, we, we yeah. enjoy this, you know, because, you know, how did you feel because, you know, me as a superstar, which I had no training, no nothing, I was only Eddie's wife, um, you know, to, to go into the ref business because it's all males. I mean, it's very seldom that we started seeing the women come up and, you know, take on these responsibilities as a ref. I mean, it had to have been some kind of mental challenge because all you see is men, you know, it's, um, it's, I'd be pretty scared. I mean, I had to work with guys, but you are the heartbeat of this match. I mean, in any match, you know, it, it, all the communication goes through you to the guys back, back to the state, you know, backstage. I mean, how is that? And how did you deal with that, knowing that you were going to be this only female, you know, coming into this business? So, I, as I had mentioned, I was uh, in the video game industry for about 10 years before this. And, you know, that is very similar. It's extremely male-dominated. Uh, I think my uh, college uh, graduating class originally started with 200 people, and we only had eight women. So oh, this is sort nice. of something. <laughs> yeah, so this is something that, like, I've sort of like lived my entire adult life is you're there's very few of us we have to band together and we just work really hard 
and there's a couple, you know, it's, we, we have some extra challenges we have to overcome, but eventually, you know, people see hard work and they stop looking at like, Oh, well, she's a girl, whatever. It's like, no, she's a part of the team, just like everyone else. So anywhere I worked before on the Indies, it was just a matter of coming in, proving myself, doing what was asked of me, and then just consistently giving good work. And I think that's the thing, regardless of gender in the business, is that if you work hard, eventually someone's going to notice and start giving you the opportunities. That's right. Oh, good. I mean, it's it's just empowering to hear your story. Um, Something else that I see on your social media is that you're the queen eater of burritos. You spoke. Oh my to God, I love burritos. Because I'm Mexican, <laughs> and of course, I mean, I can, I can, you know, it's so funny when I was first dating, you know, my husband, he's like, Do you want half a burrito? And I'm like, No, I want the whole thing. I want the whole burrito. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, what, have you been to Moe's? Like, have you ever had the Homewrecker burrito? No, I haven't. Uh, I actually grew up in Northern California, so uh, I'm, I'm very much, I love Mexican food. It's always been my favorite thing. Uh, my problem now is that a couple months ago I went vegan. So finding good vegan tacos and burritos is extremely difficult. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's sort of my, my big challenge right now. So anytime oh. I find one, I eat like, if I find a vegan burrito, I'll eat like 12 just to make up for all the last time. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the veggie burritos are good. If, you know, if it has, you can put rice in it, you know, with a lot of veggies, like veggies, like bell peppers and onions and tomatoes. Rice, beans, like veggies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll think of you when I have a, a Mexican burrito with like, you know, carne asada or something. How's that? <laughs> oh, please. I, I mean, like, even though I'm vegan, I really hope you enjoy that. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll think of you. I'll even text you. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, let's see. So we have some questions from Twitter. I'll just um, give a couple. Uh, how this sure. is one from, um, let's see. This is from at R. Vizier. His name is Roman. And he was asking, how do you keep a straight face in front of thousands and millions watching? Oh, boy. Uh, it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple times uh, where you'll see me just kind of like turn and face away from the camera <laughs> because <laughs> something really silly is happening. Um, I don't know. It's just it's, it's like a flip switches, like outside of the ring. I'm a huge goofball. Like I, I love laughing. I love hanging out with friends. I love just joking around with people. Um, I'm a very happy go lucky person. So the moment I step inside the ropes, it's like, I'm all business. And I think it's the compartmentalizing between like, now I can be silly. Now I have to be serious. I think it's actually like that part of it probably helps a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) but it's very challenging. And oftentimes the wrestlers will intentionally try to get me to laugh, which is just, uh, oh, those guys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's really funny because, you know, when you get paid for it, it's more serious, you know, uh, and exactly that that has a big motive to it as well as to do your job. Well, (laughs) yeah, it's like, it pays my bills, man. And I got to be serious when I yell at these dudes. Um, So I have another question from uh, Twitter and his name is Anthony in a box. And he says, just wondering how long you have worked in the business, which you've already said that about two and a half years, what is your high point and low point of the job? You know, so that, I think that's what he wants to know is just what's the highs and lows that you've experienced. Um, I would say uh, highs, a lot of them have been very recent, like being able to, 
work with Chris Jericho in the main event multiple times. Uh, that's been a pretty big one. I think uh, the highest point for me, and you know, it's it's my favorite match to date. But back in June at Fighter Fest, I officiated Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen, and that personally to me was very high. Not only as like this is my highest profile match I'd done to this date, but Darby and I are both from Seattle. So for us to be in that match together kind of put the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene on the map because it's been dead for a long time. So for us to kind of be there and represent where we came from together uh, was really, really meaningful for me. Um, I would say low point. um, There was a match I did last year in the Mae Young Classic. I did a little bit of work with WWE last year. And uh, unfortunately, there was a major injury. Uh, Tegan Knox dove out of the ring and basically blew her knee to shreds. And being a part of that match, it's just, it's terrifying. It's it's so sad to see someone who has so much uh, potential and has worked so hard at something and to just see it kind of just hit a wall. And it's, it's one of the great reminders in this business that it's, it's so real. Like every single bump taken, you feel it every single hit. Like it's, it was just a very, very somber moment. Yeah. Um, you know, something that I, I really, I don't think the refs get enough credit, you know, being in the ring and having different matches. Of course I ran away a lot because I was trying to cheat and, and lose and win at the same time. Um, <laughs> the ref is such an important job because they're the communication, you know, back in Gorilla, you know, to you, and then you're communicating everything, you know, to the superstars, everything from, you know, time, you know, times changing to when a commercial break is to, um, you know, if someone is injured, you know, it's all, you're the whole focus of this whole match. And we, you know, I depended on the ref because it's so hard to, you know, I had promos to do and you have this certain amount of time, but you forget what the time is. And I'm so thankful for refs and, um, you know, just the job that you have is so important. Like, how do you, um, how do you stay focused in, in keeping up with the storyline and then, you know, people in your ear and then there's the crowd and, you know, how does, how is that, um, how does that work out for you? You know, when you're in the middle of a match? Oh boy. Um, it's, it's really difficult because you're basically trying to juggle like 12 things at a time while still maintaining this like serious demeanor. Um, but as you said, like, we're basically a telephone. Like if the guys in the back are communicating something to me, I need to get it across to them. Uh, if they need me to talk to somebody, uh, like for instance, Cody, you know, dove head first into a ramp, uh, Saturday. So I'm immediately communicating to the doctor, like, here's where we're at here's what's going on. Um, and making sure the guys in the back all know as well that like, yeah, we're good. We're going to continue. It's, it's kind of nasty, but we're going to continue. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I get very in the zone in my matches i tend to like walk out and enjoy the crowd in that moment as the entrance music is playing and i'm just kind of taking it all in but the moment the bell rings i am 100 percent focused on the match and i'll often forget that there are people there to me it's just like the noise goes up and down <laughs> so it's it's difficult because it's like i'm I, I try and just compartmentalize like what it is that I'm doing. And my main priority is just making sure that the people I'm in with the ring have everything they need in order to tell the best story. 
That's awesome. You know, I want to remind people that um, AEW is on TNT on uh, Wednesdays at 8 Eastern Standard Time. And Aubrey, we like to, uh, uh, well, first of all, I'm going to say that I get to see you on the Chris Jericho uh, Rock and Wrestling Rager Cruise in January. I'm so excited to see you there. Yes, I'm super pumped. We actually, uh, my husband and I bought tickets before I was ever signed to AEW because there was no way I was missing that. <laughs> well, I hope Chris, uh, I'm sure Chris appreciated that one, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope it's warm weather. I really do because it's cold and I live in Houston, so it's cold right now. So I'm looking forward to some sunny weather. Yes, I'm a big oh. fan of boats and fruity drinks. Yeah, there we go. Um, we'll have to have a, a drink together and toast. <laughs> oh, please. That would be excellent. Yeah, I have. I, we always like to end with a, a funny question that we like to ask our superstars. And on this sure. one, I'd like to ask you, if you were stranded on an island, what two things would you bring with you and not to include people? What two objects or things would you Ooh. want with you? Two objects or things. Um... Well, if I can't bring people, right? Um, I think I would end up bringing my cats. It, it, does that count? They're not actually people, but you know, they're they're creatures. But I've got two of them, and I feel like <laughs> they would be incapable of taking care of themselves without me. They're both extremely high maintenance. Aww, <laughs> so I think for their sake, I would need to take them. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well. Aubrey, you have been such a pleasure, and I know you're on a busy schedule, but I am watching you, girl, and, and you know, and on Wednesdays, I'm a big fan of yours, and you're so professional, so talented, and it looks like you've been doing this for years, and um, I'm just wishing you so much love and success, and I'll be seeing y'all soon, and I can't wait to, you know, to just finally get to meet you and give you a hug and a, and a handshake to tell you, job well done, girl. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to that. It's, this was an absolute blast. I'm glad we could uh, make it happen. All right. Thank you, Aubrey. And from the Excuse Me podcast, we just want to thank you, Aubrey. Have a great um, day. Um, be safe. And we're, and we're watching you. Thank you so much. You have a great day as well. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, everyone. That was Ref Aubrey from All Elite Wrestling. What an amazing story. What a funny lady. And the burrito queen. I mean, I think that I'm going to have to meet her one day for lunch and see who can eat the most burritos because I can hold my own. And we'll see uh, one day how that works out for both of us. But everyone, we just want to remind you to please, uh, please email our podcast at excuse me, Vicky, which is all one word at outlook.com. So my co-host, Jerry Strauss, and myself can read your feedback, your, your comments, your suggestions, any guests that you have in mind. Um, we are so appreciative of all the love and support that you guys have shown us. Um, the, it's just been incredible of how uh, everyone has just jumped on the podcast and just given us the support that, um, that I, have, I just... I am blessed with every week and just keep on showing that spread the word to your family and friends. Uh, let's get the word out that we are here. Go to your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, whether it's Google, Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, whatever it is, Podbean, uh, subscribe and listen on a weekly basis. And guys, we're listening to you and we're so thankful for all your support. And until then,
We'll see you next week. Excuse me! Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites. And Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites. And Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.